You're listening to Fly By Night, a podcast by FedEx Pilots for FedEx Pilots, brought to you by the FedEx Master Executive Council of the Airline Pilots Association. And now, here's your host, MEC Communications Chairman, Captain Chris Lee. My guest today is Retirement and Insurance Committee Chairman, Captain Ben Douglas. Thanks for coming, Ben. Hey, thanks for having me, Chris. Tell everybody a little bit about your background before FedEx and with FedEx. Chris, well, I'm a native Memphian. Started uh, my aviation career in the civilian world, worked my way through that, and was uh, fortunate enough to join the uh, Tennessee Air National Guard uh, back in uh, 1996. Started flying in the military and flew corporate, spent a little time over at UPS, and uh, been at FedEx now for approximately nine years. Talk a little bit about your union background and how you became the RNI chairman. I started uh, my union career as a uh, P2P rep during the uh, contract negotiations. After the contract was signed, I uh, joined the communications committee for a little while and then moved on uh, to become the RNI chairman back in uh, the beginning of 2018. Let's talk a little bit about your committee. We cover Section 27 and 28 of the CBA, retirement and uh, insurance. We have several subcommittees inside the uh, retirement uh, insurance committee in section 27 and 28. Pilot volunteers on the committee consist of Captain Kevin Biggins. He's the vice chairman. I uh, have First Officer Ben Monshore and First Officer Jeff Curry. Captain Jamie Morton. I also have Captain Bill Hubble, who is serving as the SBSC committee chairman. We also have support staff to include Brandy Huff, who's a benefit specialist, and Janini, a benefit specialist, and Stacy Stewart, who is serving as the legal admin assistant, who do an outstanding job of handling the, uh, the lion's share of the issues on a day-to-day basis. Let's talk a little bit about how you would like pilots to contact you when they have questions or issues. Okay, the best way to reach out to us would be through the new PDR system. You'd go to fdx.alpa.org slash PDR and uh, select on the Retirement Insurance Committee. That way we can collect the data and we can identify the primary concerns with the pilot group. Or you can also call the, uh, the ALPA union office and uh, reach out to Brandy or Ann. Most times when pilots call over to the office, that's who they'll be talking to, correct? That's, that's right. Yep. Uh, Ann and Brandy are our uh, direct support staff for FedEx ALPA. Let's talk a little bit about one of the more popular services that you offer is your retirement seminars. We advertise those essentially weekly in the positive rate. How's that going? Uh, It's going great. Uh, We offer two a month. You can sign up for those online at uh, fdx.alpa.org. We recommend that uh, pilots come in a couple of years prior to retiring and then uh, maybe a year prior as well. There's a lot of information. It's roughly four hours. Typically, the seminars are well attended. That's correct. Yeah, they're usually full as we have a large group uh, retiring over the next uh, several years. Virtually every seminar is full, so we request that you, uh, that, that you sign up in advance. Can pilots just show up or do they have to pre-register? No, they have to pre-register online due to high demand. We've had some recent changes with our pharmacy benefit. What can you tell us about that? So, Chris, uh, Express Scripts became uh, the new pharmacy benefit manager on July 1st. Express Scripts was bought out by Cigna back in 2018. Anthem decided to create their own pharmacy benefit manager. Per the contract, which is in section 27.a.3.c, it lays out the request for proposal requirements for 
the uh, plan sponsor. Alpa was notified of this request for a proposal, and the company elected to go with Express Scripts. So because of Section 27A3C, the company has a duty to notify Alpa that this change has occurred. That's correct. And uh, in this case, uh, they allowed us to sit in on the uh, vendor selection presentations and uh, give comments. And why did this change happen mid-year? Anthem basically accelerated their timeline on when they were going to implement their bringing on their new pharmacy benefit manager for their customers. They originally told uh, the company that they would uh, allow them to not make any changes till the end of the year. With this, Express Script uh, agreed to accelerate their implementation so we wouldn't have to uh, switch benefit managers twice. I'm sure one of the first questions you're going to get from pilots is, have my pharmacy benefits changed? Are my copays going to be the same? How does that work? So there's not going to be any changes to the pharmacy copays or coinsurance, uh, whether they're in-network or out-of-network. But there are going to be some changes with respect to the formulary uh, between Anthem and Express Scripts Pharmacy. Well, let me stop you right there for a minute. What does formulary mean? Formulary is a list of prescription drugs, both generic and brand name. Uh, These drugs are used by practitioners uh, to identify uh, those drugs that offer the greatest overall value. Uh, The formulary is uh, determined and maintained by a committee of physicians, nurse practitioners, and pharmacists. And how might a pilot be impacted by the formulary being changed? The formulary changes from time to time. The list is different for different pharmacy benefit managers. Pilot can be impacted in a couple of ways. One, the drug that they're currently on may fall off of the particular formulary. So that you're saying that drug's no longer covered. That's correct. So there's a there's an alternative drug that would be on the formulary list that uh, the current drug uh, being used might drop off. In that case, you'd want to work with your physician and your AME. And in the event that you have used an alternative drug or the alternative drug on the formulary, and you discover that the only drug that has the least impact and effect on you is the drug that you're on, your doctor can request an exception to policy for the formulary, and you might be able to stay on that drug. Another way that the formulary change might impact a pilot is by the medication being changed to a non-preferred tier. What can you tell pilots about that? So in this situation, the medication is still covered on the formulary, but the change has been made primarily due to cost. That doesn't mean that that the drug that you're currently on won't be offered to you. You just might have a higher cost uh, for that drug. Are there any deadline dates that pilots need to be aware of because of this change to the formulary? Yes. If you fall under this category where your drug may not be covered uh, under the formulary with express groups, you're going to have until uh, September 30th to get with your doctor and see if there's alternative drugs out there for you. Okay, so I think that's important for pilots to know. As of now, medication that is covered due to the old formulary will remain covered until September 30th, at which point I will have had to make some kind of change into a substitute medication. That's correct. Additionally, if you're taking a medication that required pre-authorization, you're going to have to go back through that pre-authorization process with your doctor. 
we uh, were notified that uh, as of July 1st, uh, you're no longer going to have the option to be covered under uh, that current drug. And there's a small uh, group of pilots that are affected by this. Alpa reached out to the company and the company agreed to extend that timeline for pre-authorization to to September 30th. With the pharmacy benefit change, how do you plan to communicate this information? So Express Script is going to be sending out communications to those that have been affected with this change, either uh, with respect to the formulary or the uh, preferred versus non-preferred drug issue. And we have uh, sent out a communication through the positive rate. The company has sent out a couple of FCI ups, and uh, we'll continue to send out communications through the positive rate uh, until uh, the end of September. So we'll keep the pharmacy benefit information in the positive rate throughout the deadline period of September 30th. Yeah, that's correct, Chris. Let's talk about the annual benefit enrollment period. Do you have those dates yet? I do. Uh, open enrollment's going to be from October 15th to the 29th. That is essentially when pilots can go in and make any changes to their benefits. If they want to change a different plan, uh, go to one of the CDHPs or do the buy-up, that's when that occurs? That's correct. Yep, they'll be able to go to uh, fedex.ehr.com and make those elections during that period. And do you plan on doing any educational pieces, seminars to help the pilots select their benefits? Uh, Yep, we are uh, currently planning out our October schedule. We'll be holding an annual open enrollment benefit seminar here in Memphis, uh, dates to be determined. Um, And we'll also be reaching out to uh, LAX, Anchorage, and uh, Indy uh, with those dates very soon. Okay, good. Uh, So the period is October 15th. Uh, is when it opens and it closes on October 29th, and that's when the pilots are allowed to make any changes to to their benefits. Yep, that's right. If I'm a pilot and I have one of the CDHP plans, are there any deadlines I need to be aware of? For the wellness benefit for the uh, CDHP purple and orange plans you have until September 30th, to get your tasks accomplished, there's a list on the Anthem website under the health benefits that you can accomplish. uh, And you also need to fill out a health assessment. And just as a uh, reminder, there's a wellness benefit for you and a wellness benefit for your spouse that equals $600 a year in benefit. And the deadline for that is? The uh, deadline is September the 30th. Okay. Let's talk about the Pilot Retirement Savings Plan, which is also known as the Defined Contribution or B Plan. That's correct. In some circumstances, pilots can over-contribute to that plan and lose company money. What can you tell me about that? So what you're referring to is trying to maximize what's known as the 415C limit, which for 2019 is $56,000. And what do you mean by 415C? So it's the maximum amount of money that you can put in our pilot retirement savings plan rather it be through employer contributions, which is currently at 8%, uh, capped at the annual compensation limit of $280,000. Your 401k plan, which the current annual cap is $19,000. The most important thing is that people have to understand that the employee contribution is going before the employer contributions. If you are saving an after-tax savings in the after-tax savings account, then you can fill up that bucket faster than what the employer contributions are. And you can get to the point to where you can put too much money into that after-tax savings plan and crowd out some employer contributions because you hit the cap 
with the employee contributions. And that first. cap is based on the IRS? The uh, 415C limit of $56,000. And in that situation, because the employee money goes in first, they would lose some of that 8% company contribution. That's correct, because that bucket would fill up before the employer contribution bucket, and that would accelerate the top off of the $56,000. If you are contributing to your after-tax savings account, you can find yourself in a situation where you can get to the $56,000 415C limit before the company puts in their full employer contribution of 8%, which you will get to the $56,000, but you will have lost out on the employer contribution benefit because you payroll deducted more money into the pilot savings account because that money goes in first. Now, if you make $350,000 a year, we're not getting 8% of $350,000, are we? That's correct. The IRS limit, the annual compensation limit uh, for 2019 is $280,000. Any uh, earnings above $280,000 is capped at $280,000. So essentially for 2019, it would be a maximum of $22,400 if you earned $280,000. The goal here is to make sure pilots are aware that something like this can happen. But if a pilot wants to do a deeper dive into this information, where would they go find that? On fdx.apple.org, if you look under the R&I section, we have articles posted, previous articles that we've written, and we have a long, extensive article, one that came out in January 2019, that explains the limits, the definitions, and how a pilot could get themselves into a position to where they could overfund their after-tax savings account and lose out on that 8% employer contribution. Well, Ben, thanks so much for being here, and thank you for listening. If you have any questions, comments, topic suggestions, please reach out to us via email, fdxpodcast at alpa.org. Thanks for listening. Be safe out there, and we'll see you next time. (laughs) 